Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. John Seely Brown said it's never enough to just tell people about some new insight. Rather, you have to get them to experience it in a way that evokes its power and possibility. Instead of pouring knowledge into people's heads, you need to help them grind a new set of eyeglasses so they can see the world in a new way. And then Marie Forleo said insight without action is worthless. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I wanted to talk a little bit today about leveling up. This is something I'm noticing with my one-on-one clients that, to be honest, I think is really important for all of us, whether we're working with a coach or or whatever, however we're approaching the personal and self-development game. It's important that we have an understanding of how leveling up occurs. And so I'm going to talk about quote unquote leveling up because we hear this all over the place, right? I'm going to talk about leveling up in two distinct phases. And so the first one is insight and the second one is embodiment. And and so insight without embodiment, as Marie Forleo said in that quote, is somewhat worthless. But first I want to talk a little bit just briefly about how insight occurs because I think this is actually really important. This is something that I teach in the Clarity Academy because it's really important that when we're doing self-discovery work and we're doing transformational work, we have an idea about how these things occur. So for the sake of argument, let's just say that you have two hemispheres in your brain, right? A right and a left. The left hemisphere of the brain is in charge of the cognitive functions such as speech and language. This is the analytical side of your mind and the right hemisphere of the brain is more on creativity face recognition this is the part of the brain that was developed so to speak to thrive in chaotic environments right so you can think if you're analyzing something you're really looking for linear progression and connection and then when you're on the right side of the mind and you're using the more creative side of the mind you're able to connect dots that aren't necessarily next to each other okay now i understand that there are many neuroscientists that would say, well, it's not that simple. And it's certainly not, but actually for a model and for explaining how insight occurs, it's actually, it is pretty good. So you can think most of the time when we're doing personal development work, we're actually doing analytical work, right? We are self-reflecting, we're journaling, we are analyzing, we're trying to find out what concepts will help us make sense of our behavior. And so we look at the results we're getting And we want to tie that into the behavior that we're exhibiting. And then if we back up another step, we want to figure out what is the impulse or motivation for that behavior. Something is driving a behavior and the behavior is getting a result, right? So when I talk a couple episodes ago about 
developing and facing what's real for you. We're talking about step one of this, right? What's motivating the behavior that's getting the result? So all of this work is inherently analytical just in the way that we approach it because we've got to have systems we've got to have ways of doing this right when you're journaling you're thinking about how can i or how do i show up and so you're looking for these insights but you're doing it in an analytical way and so sometimes you do get insights in this place right you see something in a new way well another way that this happens is when you stop analyzing and then you go get in flow Maybe you've had really good ideas in the shower, or maybe you've had really good ideas when you're driving a car or going for a run or a walk or something like that. The reason that these things work, now obviously with physical movement, you've got something else, right? You've got new endorphins and brain-derived neurotropic factor and all these things that are kind of pumping into the into the brain's neurochemistry, which are uplifting, right? And give, give that euphoria. But it's not just that. You actually get enhanced cognitive function, memory, ability to learn and see. So you, you improve a bunch of things when you're working out. But movement aside, physical movement aside, what you also do is give your brain the space it needs to engage that right hemispheric activity, right? That creative side of the mind. Because oftentimes what happens like you've probably done this before in your life, you've probably overthought a problem, right? And it stops, it doesn't lend itself to results. I wrote a little bit about this in my second book because it's really easy for us to engage our minds and get stuck on a certain problem in life. And so we keep analyzing, keep coming back to it. And eventually the analyzing hits the law of diminishing returns rather quickly. And when that happens, it's important that we have activities in our life which put us in flow so that we can balance that hemispheric activity out and allow the rest of our brain to do what it does best, which is to find insight, right? And so when you have an insight, it's sort of like seeing the world in an entire new way, right? This is what revelation is. Actually, something really interesting for those of you that care, the book of Revelation that's in the, the final book of the New Testament actually is called the Apocalypso of John. So that's the Apocalypse of John. It got translated to Revelation in uh, when it came over to English. Important to understand here, though, is what Apocalypse actually means is to see into a transcendent reality. We tend to believe or think about apocalypse in terms of the end of the world. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's just been a lot of really poor interpretations of that book and the way that that's infected culture. But again, if we're going to understand the original meaning of it, we have to understand that apocalypse is actually, it's giving us insight in the original Greek sense into realities that we can't see. That becomes quite problematic once you realize that what John was doing is writing a letter to the churches in Asia Minor at the time and telling them about a transcendent reality which was happening then. To the degree that something like that predicts the future is to the degree that that reality itself is somewhat cyclic, right? So again, we've had really bad reading, so we've tied the idea of apocalypse and revelation into the world, but what it actually means is to see what's always been true but you haven't been able to see before, right? It's to see like another level, if you will, of reality. And once you get a new insight, a new revelation, you can see things in a new way. Well, what that does is gives you a new list of ways to interact with the world because that's why insight is important in the first place. 
See, because you tend to believe that you have a certain number of paths that are available to you based on the way that reality presents to you. And so when you get insight, what's happening is reality is presenting to you in a new way. And now suddenly you have new available options for how to live your life. What I want to submit to you is that if you have that experience, a lot of us, because we're such a we're such an intellectual tradition in the West, and I don't mean that as like intelligent. I just mean we often really, we're very rationalistic, right? We're post-enlightenment. So we think about things in a very rational, linear, intellectual way. Everything is cognitive for us. But what I want to submit is that even with revelation or insight, if you don't embody what you're seeing, then Again, it's somewhat useless, right? It can't really help you out because the reason you want insight is because you want to walk a new path, right? That's the improved version of you. That's the evolved or better version of you, if you will. And so when you have insight, you have to live in a way that makes that insight abiding, right? Because what happens oftentimes is we get this insight. You'll, you'll notice this if you... There are certain drugs, right? Like marijuana will do this to you, um, definitely the psychedelics. You, you experiment with certain drugs, and what it does is it changes the aperture in which your consciousness is viewing the world, right? So you're actually experiencing reality in a slightly different way. And so when that happens, you can see, again, other aspects of reality that you weren't able to see before. But if you don't live in a way that allows yourself to keep living into these new ways of seeing the world, it won't be abiding. It'll just be a really cool thought that you had one time. And I think that this is one of the things that hold a lot of us back in the world today because we have so much access to information, podcasts, we're reading books, audiobooks, the whole gamut, YouTube, right? And so we, we will hear something and it will sound revelatory for us because we will have never thought about ourselves or our lives in that light before, in that way. And now we must do something so that we can embody what it is that we're learning. We have to actually sit with the feelings that arise. We actually have to come up with some way in which we can make that insight abiding in our life because without that, it's useless. And so the two steps to leveling up are actually could be subdivided into many, many steps, right? So it's insight and embodiment. But when it comes to insight, there is the analytical and creative side of the mind to consider. There's toggling back and forth in the back and forth in the actual way in which you're living your life, right? So if you're always reading and never running, so to speak, never going to the gym, never finding flow, never snowboarding or mountain biking or dancing or whatever it is that causes a flow state for you, skateboarding, if you're never doing that, then you're limiting your capacity to achieve insight because you're you are by your by definition only engaging part of your mind and at the same at the same time when insight occurs it also brings with it responsibility to live in new and improved ways and i think this is one place that having a coach can be helpful right because it's like man i just learn this about myself and then but what does that mean how do i embody that how do i live so that that's true in my life you see this all the time with people who don't do this in especially intellectual traditions right especially in like religions and stuff they profess something but then you see the way that they're living and you're like well that's that's not at all what you're professing like you're pretty far out of alignment with that and so if we're going to come into integrity in our lives 
what that means is that we're going to live up to our highest level of knowledge. And not always, because this is a process and whoever you are, and however old you are, it's taken that long to ingrain these patterns in you. So part of the responsibility, so to speak, that insight brings with it is when you fall short, owning up to that fact. And then once you do repent, make amends, so to speak, you then have to extend grace to yourself so that you feel worthy of continuing on this path of embodiment. But if you can give yourself grace when you fall short, then you can get back to the noble task of living up to your highest level of knowledge, right? Embodying what it is that you've learned, read about, and and now understand to be true about who you are and what you're doing here. Anyway, I hope this gave you some things to think about and also just a way of ordering things a little bit differently so that you don't spend too much time analyzing without living your life. Anyway, I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.